And we're back our, uh, to the BA show. Uh, it's our first NFL uh, week one recap slash fantasy recap. We got co-host Brett over here. Hey, what's up everyone? The first week of NFL and fantasy is in the books and we're counting down the days to week two. What a freaking blast last week was. Oh yeah, it was a, it was a crazy week. There's a lot of things happen. Rough week for most quarterbacks, but uh, NFL Red Zone sure told that story. <laughs> oh, did they ever? Red Zone paints a whole different picture of the bad quarterbacking going on in this league. Yeah, what, it was, what did you say? Yeah, it was pretty awful. Uh, if you didn't have a, a decent quarterback or a quarterback that scored more than two touchdowns, you did not win your week, most likely. We also like. Need to talk about how all the like really high draft drafted quarterbacks crapped their pants. Like Josh Allen, awful. Lamar Jackson, awful. I had both of them. <laughs> Ju- uh, Justin Fields, awful. Patrick Mahomes, no receivers. Jalen Hurts, not very many points. Like, yeah, yeah. And then all these like lower guys like Jordan Love and uh, freaking. Tua. Oh, Tua killed it. Yeah. He was the best player of the whole week besides Tyreek Hill. So, freaking awesome. But, we have... We have our uh, our guest here with us, a first-timer into the BA show. Uh, we, Brandon, or like we call him, uh, Shug. Been my nickname up. for as long as I can remember. How you doing? Brandon Wilson, my brother, my bro, my amigo, my pal. Um... <laughs> Dude, welcome to the show. Uh, we wanted to have you on uh, Thank you. to discuss the new season and your week one fantasy win. Well, yeah, I mean, can't go wrong with that. I mean, <laughs> even though in my other league I benched Tua, which uh, he had like, I don't know, 15 points or so. Oh, more than that. Oh, about he 30, had like 35. 30, 30, yeah, oh, yeah, 40. you're right. I'm checking his points. 35. About 40 points. So how many more times this season are you going to bench Tua? Oh, I'm thinking about starting him next week, so oh. I think I'll. You're I think thinking I'll start about it, or like, are you starting him? I'm considering it. Wow, yeah. Tua's got a lot to prove to get a starting position. I mean, on, I on have Shug's him in roster, yeah. But it's good that I have him in our uh, friends league, though. I mean, he is one of the reasons how I got the victory in our in my first week, though. It also didn't hurt your chances that Aaron Rodgers played four snaps. Oh, yeah. Your yeah. your opponent had Aaron Rodgers. Tough break there. Yeah, we'll talk about him. But yeah, we'll get there. for Brandon's team, you got McCaffrey and Tua carried your team, and a shocking uh, carry load was the Jets' defense. How did they do for him? I know they were awesome. Well, yeah, I they got me like um, let's see, seventeen points. That's what I saw. I thought it was a little bit more. I thought no, it was about it was 17 points. They had a lot of interceptions because my quarterback was throwing them. <laughs> so that was fun. But yeah, Shook had a big week. It was the second most points in our league. Uh, other than that, I mean... And you're right. Tua did have 36 points. I don't know what I was thinking, but yeah, it's because of him. I really thank him for getting me the win. Thank you, Tua. So I think we need to discuss something. You might want to wait a couple more weeks till Tua proves himself, because you're playing me, and I think you should bench him this week. <laughs> okay, that well, that explains. 
So, uh, Al, what did you want to bring up to Shug uh, today? Uh, so one, so out of the games that you watched or, you know, some of the news that you saw, um, is there any concerns that you saw with like some, uh, some quarterbacks or just like things in general that you saw that were kind of a little bit of an eye opening? Well, for my, for my fantasy or just anyone in general? Both. Just fantasy your thoughts or on, on the games on well, fantasy. now that you brought up quarterbacks... I do want to talk about that. Now with Aaron Rodgers out with his Achilles, do you really think they consider on, the Jets are considering on getting um, Kaepernick to come and play for them? Um, we, we saw them reach out to him and their desire well, to he, make no, no, him. No, he return. reached out to them. Oh, yeah, he reached out to them. Okay. Agent, yeah. yeah, I don't think that's happening. Um, I, I mean, he hasn't been in the league like seven, eight years. I don't think the Jets are ready to do that. Um, no, they're not too desperate. They say that Zach Wilson's their guy, but I wouldn't be surprised if they try to make a trade for a veteran. Like for a team that's struggling, like maybe in a few weeks. And the Jets are really talented. Like, surprise, their defense is legit. But yeah. even if they have good running backs and they have good wide receivers. They just need that final piece, and unfortunately, that final piece went down. Yeah, but even if they even if they did want him to come, do you think he'll still be in his prime, or do you think his time's Who? up? Kaepernick. Kaepernick? No, no, no. He's, I, he's a little too old. Yeah, I think it's time we move past Kaepernick. Yeah, but I mean, I did see, which I doubt it will happen. I did see Brady's name out there. <laughs> oh yeah. Now that would be awesome. I'd be all for that. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think he's coming back either. Neither do no. I. I, I think Brady wants to just be settled. That he wants to be retired. He just wants. I think he wants to move on. I know there's that seems like there's that temptation wanting to come back or teams or, you know, fans are making posts like, oh, what if by week seven or something if the Niners are struggling like he comes in or they don't have the Jets. to worry about the Niners struggling <laughs> I can guarantee that but um, the the Jets now don't have their star quarterback so like does he come in and I'm sure there's temptation to come back to the game but I think it, I think Brady probably just wants to call it good yeah you guys want to know my theory on the Jets mm. I think the Jets are gonna roll the sack for the next three to four games and see how it goes. And if it goes south, they're making a trade for a veteran. That division is wide open right now. Buffalo, I know it was one game, but they looked a little bit down. Um, the Miami Dolphins, they're real contenders uh, yeah. in that division. Patriots, they hung in there with the Eagles. I don't see them winning the division, but... I think with a competent quarterback, the Jets could be in that division hunt. I picked them to win when they had Rodgers. I mean, I obviously wouldn't pick them now, but they already did get a big win over Buffalo, and that's going to mean a lot at the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see how um, confident Zach Wilson can be. I think uh, a lot of jitters. He wasn't, I guess, technically supposed to be there, and so... The offense isn't technically, you know, surrounded by him. And so it's hard to kind of hurry and get into that role. And 
like learn the offense that was designed for another player. Um, I mean, I, I think I think they're set up on paper that they can be good. We'll just have to see, you know, by week four where they're at if yeah. if it's kind of sustainable and they can keep going with Zach or if it's kind of wishy washy. And then I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if you know they got it, went out and got a veteran quarterback that can play or even a, just a decent quarterback that has all the weapons just for him. Just a game him. manager. Yeah. Um. So. My thoughts on Wilson, I I really don't see it. Like, really don't see it. Like, he looked... You, you remember what I said last night? I said it looks like he has diarrhea. <laughs> like, he looks like he wanted to crap his pants on the sidelines a few times. I, it just doesn't look like... I, I don't think he's mentally built for it. And I'm not trying to, like, this guy. I'm sure he's a good guy. I just don't see it, and I hope that he proves me wrong and does well, because I want all, all these guys to do well, but I I don't know. I I have my doubts. Yeah. Should, yeah. How do you feel about Zach? Well, you know, I, um, I know people said he wasn't, he was off, he was awful, but I didn't think he looked that bad last night, though, especially compared to last year, given the circumstances, though. Yeah, I mean, he stepped up for the team. <laughs> Do you guys remember when we were watching and he had that slow motion, like, sandwich tackle where he <laughs> had his helmet, oh, like, yeah. crunched in his... I was like, oh, no. Yeah. When he threw that interception, this is the biggest compliment I can give. He did put a hurt on that guy that picked him. <laughs> like, he picked it and he gave a good hit, so... Maybe that is his skill. Maybe they should move him to safety. <laughs> or move him to defense. There you go. So, I don't know. I think we should move on past the Jets, but that was a fun Monday night game. Oh, yeah. That that was an awesome one. Uh, well, you know, like, one, more, one more thing I did wanted to say, though. I mean, he still had a boneheaded interception, and even his touchdown throw was an off-target, but I still thought he... Look um, decent for a backup QB, though. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, the Monday night game was kind of fun because there was fantasy implications. Why don't you tell us about it a little bit? So the so I didn't have any fantasy ties to this game. I mean, I had a had the Dalvin Cook and Garrett Wilson, and now we'll come back to get to Garrett Wilson in a bit. Um, but I was already locked in for a win, so I didn't really care how my listen, two guys really played. To this guy. I was already locked in for a win. <laughs> I had this, the high score of the week. Yep. I didn't have I any sure fantasy did. implications. I just had two studs playing. Yep. But every point was just gravy. Like, <laughs> look at this guy. He's been like, his team is called Can't no. Wait to Lose. He's already showing sure that. I can't wait. But no, you know we'll what? See. I'm excited for you. I I sent you the text this morning of the standings. And oh, you're yeah, on yeah. top. And this guy sends me a picture of Jack from Titanic with his arms <laughs> spread out. I'm on top of the world! <laughs> so, it was a good response. I loved it. Um, but, but we got to talk about the finish last night. The the other fantasy implication though was for another league member of ours, Ryan, 
who's been on the pod a couple times, uh, he was down by four. He was down by four points and needed. And you know, the kicker was his only player. I guess he was down by about three and a half points on oh. that last drive because he had Tyler Bass, the kicker, yeah. and James Cook, the running back on Buffalo. Mm-hmm. So he was down three. So yeah, he was down three. He needed like a forty-yard kick. Um, the. Uh, at the end of regulation, and so I thought it'd be real funny if the, he missed it and Bird lost by like two or lost by like a point or something. I thought it'd be really funny, and so these guys, Brett and Brandon, were recording and it doinked, but it doinked back in. <laughs> yeah, it was a good doink, so which most doinks don't turn out so well. But that doink, it hits the left side of the uprights and doinks in, and you thought it missed. And then Brandon, you can hear him in the background, oh! And it goes in, and then me and Brandon were just kind of giving Al a hard time because he wanted to see it miss. I watched and, that video like over and over. Yeah, and once see. the BA show gets set up with an Instagram, that video is going on there. But Bass hits it. And Ryan wins. And I said, Ryan, you got to change your name to Kickin' Bass. <laughs> so, um, the other, I guess we need to give uh, an update for each of us. So, Brandon wins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Al, high score in the league. Yeah, and, which was really, I was really surprised. Uh, yeah. And I, uh, my team, my quarterbacks decided they didn't want to show up for the week. I'm well, not very good at uh, it, wide receiver either. It, it was it was a rough week for most quarterbacks. Like I talked earlier, like when you look at all the 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 teams that lost, like if you didn't have a quarterback that scored at least thirteen plus, which is probably like a touchdown or two, um, points wise, like you weren't winning that week. Like everybody else was down like five. Three or you know, in case of poor Aaron Rodgers, it was a flat zero. So, um, is there is there any concerns for your for your quarterbacks? Like yeah. week one, but like, is there like were you concerned that your quarterbacks just like going forward might? I I'm a little concerned. Josh Allen really was forced in a lot uh, last night, but game one was probably tough to go on the road in New York in bad weather and play play against a good Jets team that was jacked up. Like They were excited for that game because it was supposed to be Rodgers' debut. Obviously, it went a little different. But Allen, he looked a little... He played kind of a little bit uncharacteristically. He, he has been struggling with turnovers the second half of last season. Mm-hmm. Looks like he might have lost his confidence a little bit from that Bengals playoff loss. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think they need a couple good perform- or a couple good wins to kind of boost his morale. I think him and Diggs are probably not having the best chemistry right now. I've heard Diggs is unhappy about his kind contract. of his role in the offense. Oh. And may- maybe contract... I've heard it's more of the way that the offense is being run. Hmm. Um, so that's kind of nerve, nerve-wracking to hear with Buffalo. Lamar Jackson, I, I almost feel like he's just going to have those games where 
he doesn't do great, but then he has games where he can go for 40. And I think it was just one of those one of those weeks, both of them weren't clicking, and when they're both not clicking, then I'm not winning. Yeah. <laughs> you, you paid high... You paid high dollar for Josh Allen. I mean, I don't know I, how between you... two of the those two guys, have paid ninety three dollars. Wow! For yeah. two players, fifty nine for Josh Allen, thirty two for Lamar. I'm not gonna uh, betray him and uh, be Sell out him. on him after <laughs> one, one week. week. <laughs> but I do need to get a win soon. Yeah, you, you can't start the fantasy season on one too. So. Yeah. If, uh... if, if we have a couple more bad weeks, then. I might look at making some sort of trade or deal. <laughs> uh, so, like, what a, what's your concerns about, or do you have any concerns about the others? Like, Joe Burrow had a rough, Joe, awful week. Joe was one of the worst. Uh, he was probably the worst performance of all quarterbacks last week. Like, really bad. I think he had two or three fantasy points. Yeah, and one one player on T uh, Higgins zero. zero. Yeah, eight was, targets, but he didn't. Burrow Burrow's coming off a calf injury. He hardly played any reps. The Bengals do start slow. They started zero and two last year. Mm. I think Burrow's way too good to be down on him too much. Give that time. Burrow, Allen, Lamar. I think you're going to be back on top pretty quick. Yeah, I mean it's just game one. Like you know, team struggles to just. Sucks that you're starting off on the wrong foot with some of those quarterbacks. Uh, fantasy or not, like, it just sucks to see those players suck. Like, yeah. Patrick Mahomes had almost 20 points, but he couldn't. His receivers weren't catching the ball, unfortunately. Especially just in the late. Uh, he just had an awful second half. He had a good first half but that second half was just bad uh a couple picks things like that and so i mean i i'm i'm not too concerned i mean you know for fantasy or elsewise like i think again just first week jitters or first week bet just a bad game for some quarterbacks and uh yeah it just sucks that they, some of them got off on the wrong foot yeah shook i want to know your thoughts you watched a little bit of football this weekend. Yeah, I did. What What are your thoughts? Like, who surprised you? What teams or what players stood out to you? Well, basically, I thought I really was hoping the Bills could have made a win yesterday because um, I was I I really did wanted them to win that game. Though. Yeah, you yeah. told me that yesterday. I was surprised to hear that. Like, what has made you get behind Buffalo? What's hey? I just think they've tried. They've over the years they've worked their butts off to get there for a long time, and I think this is their time, though. We'll see. Hopefully, they have the talent, <laughs> but we'll see. Um, I was really, really impressed with San Francisco. Um, and holy cow, Dallas! Like those defense. I I think San Francisco was the best team I watched all weekend. But Dallas laid the smack down on the Giants. Oh, MetLife almost had two awful games back-to-back. What a way to open up your five-year extension, Daniel Jones. He signs a five-year extension in the offseason and doesn't score a point. What do you think of that, Shug? Oh, unbelievable. Yeah. Just just rough, huh? Mm-hmm. Did you think the Cowboys would ever win 40-0? to zero? 
Oh no, I did not think it was going to go cowboys. that far. It's like, the Cowboys, yeah. They're legit. Micah Parsons, awesome. But, Shug, I know that you're short on time. We thank you for joining us, and hopefully we get you on another pod really soon. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll think about that. Okay. Thanks, man. Mm-hmm. So, Al, what else do you have to go over? Uh, let's see. This surprise. What was the surprise star? And kind of going back to, like, now we'll focus more on, like, fantasy star. Yeah. Like, who was your, like, wow, like, I didn't see that player or, you know, on, like, the defense side. Like, who, like, wow, like, I Can I give you three names? Yeah. So, Tua, one. Great to see him back after all those freaking concussions mm-hmm. and scary hits he took last year. I really hope he can stay healthy and stay on the field. Because mm-hmm. Miami, they are a league pass team. Yeah. Like, if they're playing, watch them. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, they're just, like, superstars. Like, those guys can make plays, and Tua just throws it deep and long for them, and they go get it. Yeah. They're yeah. fun to watch. Uh, that was my game of the week, actually. Miami Miami and the Chargers. Because hmm. that game was just going back yeah. and forth and back and forth. So much offensive talent on both sides. Like, Herbert was throwing good throws. Keenan Allen, the old vet, was out there making plays. My boy Austin Eckler, my running back, was out there. He had 28 fantasy points, and he hurt his ankle at the end of the game. It was a, a bummer. The other two guys, we have to give a shout-out to the BYU guys. Tyler oh, yeah. Algier, two touchdowns, close to 100 yards, I think. He's the he's going to be a waiver-wire machine. And IU, uh, was, he was Utah, wasn't he? Puka Nakua uh, from the Rams. He's BYU boy, too. Yeah. He was with BYU last year. And I was just way impressed. He, I think he had nine catches over 100 yards The with the Rams. I, I was really surprised that they used him so much, but they're both going to be picked up on a lot of fantasy teams. What about you? I, I was shocked on how well... Um, the how how well Tyree Kill did. He got forty five fantasy points. Uh, not a whole lot of, I think catches wise. I I think probably got double digits, but he had two hundred like eight yards, couple touchdowns, like just crazy stats for week one. Uh, You're ready to trade him, right? No, no. Okay. <laughs> I pay. I he was my first pick. What'd you pay for him? Uh, the auction draft that we do, I pick, uh, spent almost 60 bucks for him. So, $60 well spent. Yeah, so far. Uh, and the Dallas defense, I didn't, I was really shocked that they got 40 points. You texted me, you're like, holy cow. Like, Dallas is defense. I like, was jealous. <laughs> I was super jealous. That's awesome. Uh, kind of the only reason I picked them because I knew that they had a defensive player in uh, Micah Parsons, and uh, they were, I think, at the top of the list for like defenses. And I was like, shoot, I'll just pick the best defense rated. Uh, kind of didn't think too much about it, but glad that they played well and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, I was just. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess that's pretty much the two stars, I guess. Uh, had some other good players. They, you know, scored about 15. So, I mean, overall, I'm just, I was pretty stoked that I won two games because I've kind of adopted the can't wait to lose and just, you know, I'm just out here to have fun or play games because my team at some point always just sucks. But one week, I'm feeling pretty damn good. Heck yeah, there you go. Um, I don't know, I, week one, uh, it's pretty, uh, unpredictable, and... Yeah, you were mentioning last night, uh, as we were driving to get some food, that, uh, you don't bet week one, or you betting don't on bet week... on the favorites. Yeah, betting on week one is tough, because it can go so many ways. Well, uh, and everyone has something to play for, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, everyone, it's a new season. A clean Come. slate. Like, so everyone's excited about being able to start a new season. There's more teams that are healthy. There's not as many injured guys. So you kind of get teams at their full strength and the underdogs fight. I think they said the rogue teams went uh, five and, or sorry, 11 and five over the weekend. So the rogue teams did good. Having home field didn't mean too much. Yeah. I was I was listening to another pod, the BS show, and they uh, said that they used to give home teams like a three point advantage when mm. they were at home. Now that there's so many neutral fan places, like fans just go oh, if their teams travel. are playing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's all the way down to about a point and a half. Wow, and that's changed big time because I think that tickets are so much more accessible for. Like road fans. Oh. Back in the day, it was all home fans, so everyone was cheering for the same team. Yeah. Like in the uh, Chargers game they were hosting, the Dolphin fans were way more Dolphin fans than Charger fans at the game. When you watch the Steelers Niners, tons of red in there. The Niners are one of the most popular teams in the NFL, huge following. So, like, having home field advantage isn't quite as big of an advantage as it used to be. It's a way bigger advantage, it seems like, in college football. Oh, yeah. College football is quite different for home field and stuff like that. But that's interesting that you you kind of brought up the the change that's kind of been taken over the NFL. Um, So going into week two, is there any, like, week two matchups that um, you're excited for? Um, looking forward to yeah big um, games whatever Jacksonville and Kansas City oh yeah uh, a rematch from last year's uh, divisional round um, Trevor Lawrence and the Jags looked pretty good on their game they won against the Colts thirty one twenty one yeah yeah that was Calvin Ridley being added to that roster is looking great for them mm-hmm. he had a great game another year for Trevor Lawrence they have decent running backs and. A defense that can get them by. This is a, a big game for the Chiefs. They need a win. They don't want to start out 0-2. So you know the Chiefs are going to be it, coming. Where home. are they playing? I don't know for sure. Let's look. Because if they're playing in Jacksonville, that's going to be very hot and humid in Florida. Oh, yeah. And the Chiefs have already hosted a home game. They are going to be playing... Yeah, that would be, 
You you bring up uh, the Chiefs oh. are on the road. Okay. So Jacksonville's host uh, hosting. Chiefs are still three point favorites. Wow. So this is showing that the the betters and Vegas odds really know the Chiefs are going to bring out a game. All, uh, all the stops for this one. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes and you know others in the past like they. Uh, they tip. They typically know that it's not time to mess around and screw things up. You know, two weeks in a row. Like, um, they had a bad week. They they'll uh, get over it and they're looking onto this one. So yeah, that should be a good game. Yeah, that one will be fun. Looking at a couple of these others. Whew. So the Jets go on the road. Oh no. To Dallas. Oh no. <laughs> That is going to be interesting. That could be a bloodbath. Oh, boy. The New York quarterbacks could go back-to-back on getting shut out. They could. <laughs> yeah. Um, that one's being hosted in Dallas. Says they're eight-and-a-half-point favorites. That seems almost low. Yeah. But maybe, the, maybe they're uh, encountering the Jets' defense. Oh. I'm going to make a prediction. Dallas will score another defensive touchdown this week. Yay. <laughs> I like the sound of that. Yeah. Um, another game that's intriguing. Like I said, they, they can't miss TV. The Dolphins, they're playing on the road against the Patriots. This will be a tough game for Miami because this is back-to-back road games to start oh, the season. Oh, yeah. They went to L.A. and now they're in New England. New one, England's not an one easy... One coast to the next. Yeah. New England's not an easy place to win. No. No matter who they've got quarterback and coaching or out on the field so well and their new england's defense is usually pretty good pretty good so they'll keep them in the game maybe but you there's only so long you can uh, wrap up tyree kill yeah i mean you got hill and waddle waddle out there so i think <laughs> uh and i mean the corners or safeties are gonna have to pick one ball or one player or the other and you just hope that the player that's kind of left open drops the ball or doesn't get the ball, so. I guess the last game we might need to hit on is the Thursday night game. It's short, short oh. week, but the Vikings play the Eagles. Schmeagles. Eagles are seven-point favorites at home. I I have a hard time seeing that game being very close. Oh. Just because the, this, this is basically the Eagles' home opener. Oh. They're gonna be having. They're gonna have energy from the crowd. Short weeks. Road teams usually don't travel well on the short week. Though I think having this type of game, you know, you play on Sunday and then you play Thursday at the beginning of the year, probably benefits both teams. Yeah, a I little mean, bit. Like they're not so deep into. The season. Yeah, not deep. Uh, you're still relatively healthy. Like. Um, I mean, it's a quick week, sure, but like, if the, this was later in the year, playing like the Eagles and the Vikings, like two tough teams playing each other, and I can see like whoever has the home field, like probably will win out pretty good. But th- that should be that should be an interesting game, yeah. Yeah, I I, I think those are the the best games to maybe bring up. Uh, it should be another really fun week. It was fun getting together and watching Red Zone. Yeah. Uh, even though, like, some of the 
the quarterback play was atrocious. Yeah, it was. It was almost more fun to watch the quarterback just get nunchucked. <laughs> and they were like throwing interceptions. They were fumbling. And teams were just. The punters were getting lots of action yep. in the 11 yep. o'clock session. Yep, full times. Uh... First round pick in our spin the wheel draft. <laughs> Got oh, the, kick. the kicker. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's pretty much kind of a quick pod. I mean I don't really have, uh, I guess too much, um, more to really ask. Uh, it's kind of, kind of like we said earlier. It's just kind of a rough week for some quarterbacks. Um. Not much to really talk about because it's kind of just one game. Uh, there's not a whole lot of other, like, story-wise. Like, it sucks that Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles. Uh, there's kind of some speculation from uh, the couch Twitter uh, doctors saying that he popped his Achilles. And the video, kind of looking at the video for at when it first came out, I was like, well, I don't know. I mean, just looked... Like a, you know, high ankle sprain, whatever. Like, he'll be back. But then as he kind of, like, looked into it, like, the some videos, like, zoomed in. Like, looking back, like, you saw that Achilles just... Oh, yeah, you, you saw it rupture. So... What, one thing before we wrap up the pod that I want to talk mm-hmm. to you. Has Aaron Rodgers played his last game, or will he come back? Someone on... I mean, speaking of Twitter again, like somebody was saying, I think it was, you know, more of a higher um, source and not just somebody like, you know, spitting crap. But like they were saying that Rogers tore his Achilles, he's out for the season and possibly like might be thinking about retirement. It's tough for a 39 year old to rehab from that injury. Yeah. Um, it's not basketball, so that's the good thing. Achilles are oh. career enders for a lot of basketball players besides KD. I mean, KD's come back from it and doing pretty well, but I would really be upset if that's Rodgers' way he goes out. Yeah, yeah. I really hope he gives it one more go, comes back, and plays next year, and at least gives the Jets one season. Yeah, he has I, a good year, and then maybe he calls it. Yeah, I mean, you, you just can't, you can't uh, predict that's gonna, you know, that was gonna happen, or like, I guess you know the old like script, like that was gonna say, like you just can't prepare or predict those kind of things. Uh, as much as I think he's a bit overrated for, you know, he he's won, he won a title. He's got his MVPs and stuff, but he just ha- he hasn't won a title since away. Right. And so, but you know, it doesn't. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter who who the player is or how big of an overrated person he might be. Like it just sucks to see players get hurt, especially Achilles and stuff. Like new team, like everybody was excited. Like the Jets could actually do something this year. Like, he brought players over that he knows that work well with him, like, and Did so... you see all those, those Instagrams of Randall Cobb crying because they know, or he is like, Rogers is out for the season now, I know I'm getting cut or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So, good, uh, good recap 
It's fun to do these quick pods just to catch up about fantasy and the NFL for the week. Yeah. We're going to be planning on trying to do these every Tuesday throughout the season. And ho- hopefully there's some more some more things we could talk about. Like, there's just not a lot. kind of sucks, but hopefully next week there'll be some, some – these games coming up this week will be good. We can recap some more. Um, hopefully some more storylines kind of develop. Uh, and just hopefully throughout the year we can just um, – Keep rolling these pods out and get some more guest stars, returning star or guest stars to the show, and hopefully there's some more funny moments, yeah. fantasy moments. There will be. Uh, yeah, that's kind of all. Okay. We really have. Well, everyone, um, enjoy your week. Do an awesome, uh, have an awesome week. Work hard so you can play hard and enjoy your weekends. We got. A lot of a lot of awesome college football and NFL coming up, and can't wait for another week. One one more thing that I just thought of: make sure to really study your lineups. There was some players that were on the bench that did really really good. There was some great GMs, but some bad management this week. That's Ryan had. Ryan, Ryan called and discussed that with me. He's like, man. <laughs> I can I can I can draft him, but I can't sub him. Brandon had the same problem, so we all do it. It it happens to the best of us. I there was one year, uh, that I would look be like, okay, this player is projected to score this much. This player is not projected to score this much. I'm gonna flip him. I'm gonna trust my gut that they're gonna score that many points. Nine times out of ten, the player that I benched would score. 20 or more, and the player I subbed in would only score about 10 or so points, and it really made me mad. Honestly, it's almost <laughs> a flip of a coin. Right, but it right. just—it was just that year, every time I subbed out a player and subbed in somebody else new. Stud- study those opponents, study what the weather will be like, and trust your instincts. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening. We love you all, and we'll see you next time. All right, welcome back to the BA show, everybody. Uh, it's been a little while since we last did an episode. Uh, there's been it's been a real crazy month. We, I've traveled the, for my birthday to go see my parents. We just got back from uh, having our own little getaway in Logan, Utah. <laughs> so, all in all, it's just been a real busy month and. Uh, work and personal life, so we haven't really been able to um, sit down as often as we like, uh, but we're getting back today, together today to do a pod, and I'm excited for our topic. Uh, yeah, it, it's going to be a fun topic, and it's one that, I don't know, it's probably one of my top favorite, five favorite things to talk about, so we'll see where it goes. Um just excited to actually pick your brain a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So this is going to be a part one of two uh, kind of music episodes. Uh, part one, we're just going to be talking about um, music in general. Just some of, talk about some of our favorite bands. Maybe how we discovered them. Uh, just kind of our music taste in general. 
And then part two, we're going to have a little fun with... Uh, part two is going to be... You're in charge of two shows. And you've got to pick the venue. You've got to pick, you know... Uh, we were thinking four bands. Uh, you just have to pick the card. Yeah, pick the card. Like, you're in full creative control. And so that will be for part two. And part two will also have... Like, we'll go down our, like, maybe top ten or top top eight favorite bands and just talk about them a little bit more in detail. But today is just going to be kind of a, um, talking about music in general. Um, so, uh, so what, Brett, so, like, what's someone like the music taste or music genre that you listen to? Okay. Um, pretty crazy question. I probably have a crazier answer because, man, do do I go all over the map? I I do have to say that alternative heavier rock is my preferred listen. Like, I love loud loud guitars. I love drums, and I like loud screaming with very good. <laughs> Singing, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I know that it's all over the place, but that's not also to say, and we'll get really more in-depth with that, but for me, I'll listen to rap sometimes, just depending on my mood. Yeah. I'll listen to country sometimes, depending on my mood. Um, also, like, I love, love, love old music. Like, older stuff. Like, we're talking, like, Foreigner, Journey. Sticks, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Def Leppard, like that. That's more loud music, but I like. But when I am talking loud music <laughs> and good instruments, I'm talking Metallica. Yep. I'm talking Foo Fighters. I'm talking uh, Tool. I'm talking Three Days Grace, like that yeah. type of stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I I would say that that is that's when I'm at the most. And if anyone knows me, I am just an absolute sucker for guitar solos. Yeah, I love them. Yeah, yeah. You uh, you love a lot of those guitar solos from like Metallica. Just like any good solo, uh, doesn't matter kind of which band. You're just like when the solo comes up, you're like, oh, hold on, yeah, we gotta. Yeah. You turn I always, it off. <laughs> I always get the car's attention. I'm like, hold up one sec. Got to turn this up. And Or if it's like a really, really good drum beat or a good drum part. Oh, yeah. Because I'll be honest with you. I, and I, I think about this a lot. My two favorite bands are Metallica and Foo Fighters. They actually play very different styles. Yeah. Because Foo Fighters, I mean, I mean, Foo and Fighters... <laughs> <laughs> everyone needs to go sorry everyone has to go to youtube and watch dave Grohl explain how christopher walken says foo fighters because it's hilarious yeah yeah but you know, you know. <laughs> um metallica they're built off heavy heavy guitar solos foo fighters hardly has any they they play more of a, a melody and a rhythm all together and they have very, very good drums. 
So it's kind of interesting that those are my two favorite bands because it's very different stuff. Yeah, yeah. Metallica, um, you know, they're one of like the four major heavy band metals, like kind of like Mount Rushmore or like Hall of Fame, like one of the top four um, metal bands. And then Foo Fighters, uh, like you said, you know, I haven't listened to a ton, so I can't really, um, I guess kind of build off what you're saying but like they're i I know that they're two different kind of spectrums of like one foo fighters is like a collective like melody they're kind of all like obviously in tune but like kind of um they don't like to let each band member kind of have they like to have their band members have their moments but right, they just do right. it as a collective. Group. Yeah, yeah. And like Metallica, like they're like heavy metal is built on like a good solos every once in a while. Or like really good drums. Drums, yeah. bass, like so that um So yeah, just they're both different, but they're both equally good yeah. and um You know what what I what a what I love about music too is like I love heavy metal music. But I think I'm in my absolute sweet spot with a song when it can start slow and oh. build to this massive eruption. Yeah, yeah. And then it can slow again. Like, I think one is the perfect example of just a song I absolutely adore. Yeah, yeah. Because I love that whole, like, it's the perfect weather for the storm, you know? And... You have this chill melody going, and then all of a sudden it just keeps building and building and building. And then all of a sudden you have massive guitar solos. You got heavy bass, you got drums going, you got screaming and singing going on. Yep. That is when I'm in my sweet spot for a song. Okay, yeah. I... What about you? Like, what? what is your preferred style? Like, what really, really gets you going? <laughs> uh. So for me, I'm, I guess, I get early on in my life, I was kind of more like kind of soundtrack based. So like one soundtrack that I listened to a ton was, um, it was either Spider-Man one or Spider-Man two, like the movie soundtrack. Oh, okay. So wait, was that like Nickelback? N- Ah, uh, and they say that a hero will I th- save. Yeah, I think much. so. Yeah, I'm not gonna stand here and wait. That song? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, you remember that song? Yeah. Good song. Yeah. Everyone can diss on Nickelback. I don't give an f what they say. <laughs> they have some good songs. They do, but like, so it's kind of like more soundtrack, um, bass music. You know, variety of artists and. Stuff like that, but then I think my friend uh Caden, his brothers were listening to uh this band called Victim Effect, um old band, well, two thousand five, but not not as old as like, you know, sixties, seventies style or eighties, but like old enough that it's been almost twenty years, but I uh, so I listened to them, and then I kind of just built on, I guess, who I was either hanging out with or was kind of in my life at that point. Yeah. Uh, and then somewhere in middle school, 
uh, a friend introduced me to my favorite br- favorite band, uh, Black Veil Brides. I didn't like them at first. I liked a couple of their songs, but they the way that they dress and like uh, their persona, like was kind of like a little scary. Not not necessarily scary, but just like oh, I don't know if I should be liking these guys. They look kind of look like Kiss in a way. Yeah. Uh, but then I think I was I was dating this girl, uh, and she liked the band, and then. Uh, it just from then from the, with that band with the Black Veil Brides, it just kind of built on. Uh, I started to like him more, and then it just became like this thing where I just any any music they put out, I pretty much download it, or I've got one of their CDs in my car. So it's kind of like a hard rock and like the emo quote-unquote, like, okay. kind of music, like screamo. Yeah, that's, so, I haven't listened to them a lot. I know the, I know a couple songs, because you played them for me, but not too many. Yeah, like, you yeah. Need to, you need to play those more for me. You need more, you need to listen to more movies. It's, it's not my fault that you don't play them for me. I can only do so much for you. But, um... <laughs> Is it kind of like you remember when we went, so we went to Metallica in Vegas yeah. uh, about a year and a half ago, and um, do you remember that band called Nine Ice Kills? Mm-hmm. That's another. Is it kind of like I know Nine Ice Kills mm. is a little harder because Black Veil Brides kind of does stuff more in unison and they don't scream near as much. No, they so they started they kind of. Um, like they, they want, the fans wanted more of that, uh, like screaming and like harder stuff, but where they, they have such like an amazing, like musical, like ear and just like talent overall, like they don't need like screaming in every song to like get fans to buy their stuff. Like they just have... Um, like their albums are like storytelling albums, okay. and so, um, yeah, like I think they don't they don't scream as much, and I don't think they do they don't do it as often, but like Ice Nine Kills, they, uh, they're they're a band that I'm starting to like. Um, after we went to that show, uh, it sucks because I. I didn't really get to enjoy that show all that that way because I, I got a headache. Really bad for you. you had a migraine. Yeah, I had a bad mi- migraine, and so like the parts that I could enjoy, like I lo- I loved the show. It was awesome. Yeah, all three bands uh, did really well. Veta Van Vliet did really good. So like everybody, like the whole show was awesome. It was just when you have a migraine, there's not much you can do. Yeah, like I. Yeah, I was thinking, um, like, what song, you know, did I hear first from them? And I was like, whatever song they played first at the show, because I, <laughs> I don't remember, because, you know, uh, the mind grade and just, it was um, you, pretty hard, but... I know, so you had a migraine at that show. Do you still have a favorite moment of that show that we saw? I, I don't know, like, it was... I, like I've got all the videos and like pictures and stuff, so like maybe I'd have to go look, but like 
just be, I guess being there in that new Vegas arena was, or stadium was super cool. That was really, really awesome. And like, we got, we got some good seats up in that upper, upper, we, upper bowl. We were high. <laughs> we got kind of tricked. Also, I have to, to tell these details. Oh. I thought the stage was going to be in the middle of the floor. Oh, yeah. And so that's why I bought those where they were, because that would have put us right in the middle, but higher, because yeah. they were expensive. Yeah. <laughs> but we end up being at the top in the middle when the stage was all the way to the left. And so we didn't get to see the whole stage production of everything that was oh, going on yeah. in the background, which was a bummer. But next time I'll have to pay more attention to that. Um, because at Metallica shows, it's very... That's why I was so tricked. It's very rare they do that. They always put it right smack in the middle, just like you saw at the theater when they well performed at Cowboys Stadium. They always put the stage right in the middle of the of the arena and play well, around. Well, he had, he had two other bands, and so... That does make sense. When So I didn't think about that. The other bands can't put on a production that takes the whole middle of the floor, if that makes sense. Because it costs a lot of money to put on a show like that. Yeah, yeah, like Veta Van Vliet, they're small, kind of up-and-coming. Uh, they're getting big now. They're... they're Man, there was a lot of... I remember there was a lot of people at that show just going freaking nuts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, and you know what's crazy is I think we were kind of last to the bone on that one. Yeah. Because there's lots of people that know who they are, and they're very popular here in Utah. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, but I just didn't know about them, and I was blown away with how good they were. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're like modern day like Led Zeppelin, and I love Led Zeppelin. Like... Love Led Zeppelin. I wanted to go to a a throwback show or a not a throwback, but it's a band that oh, like a covers tri- a tri- them. It's a tribute, co- band? tribute yeah. cover band. Yeah. And my friend from the hospital went, and he showed me the video, and they literally sound identical. It do, was so cool. Do you, uh, do you kind of going off on a, a little side thing? Uh, have you seen Step Brothers? Yeah. <laughs> you know that uh at the uh Catalina wine mixer, the tribute the, that cover band? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, I do. We strictly play <laughs> It's been a long time since I've watched it. But yeah. But when you when you mention, you know, uh Veta is kind of or that Greta tri- Greta Van Vliet. No, the the tri- the cover band oh, that yeah, yeah. plays. They remind you of Step Brothers. Yeah. yeah, they definitely didn't want to get down on those, <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> but um I don't know. I I I just wanted we're taking a long time to get to this point. It's okay. That concert in that arena, I I had this moment where Metallica was playing and they played Ride the Lightning. And I love that song so much. And I've never heard him play it live before. And when they played it, I zoomed in when Kirk was playing his long solo in the middle of it. And I just have this awesome video of his fingers just (laughs) close up on the fingers, moving on the guitar. And then I took a shot of the whole floor. And my phone just keeps going and going and going and going. And there's just people (laughs) stacked on that floor. And I was like, 
I can't believe we were like here witnessing this. Yeah, that was once in a lifetime um, event. Like, just an overall great performance. Um, but kind of getting back to, I guess, my music taste. It's kind of more in that like heavy side, screamo side, kind of like that era of like music slash like you know following the bands and stuff like. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, like, I, it's just something I like. I don't know why, you know, I like, you know, people screaming and <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you can't understand what they're saying, but like, yeah, uh, it's, it's just music and I just like it for some reason. <laughs> see, with me, I don't like it when they're screaming the lyrics, but I like it when they just, like when Dave Grohl has his outbursts where he's just like, sing, 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 and then, ah! You know, like, I love that because it's just showing, like, pure energy coming out of someone while they perform. Yeah, the thing the thing that I, I can't get into is when I can't understand yeah. the lyrics. Yes. Like, I can understand, I've, I've trained, I've been able to train myself to understand when it's a little constant screaming, mm-hmm. um, like, kind of like listening to the song a hundred times over. But, like, when it's, like, you got, like, death metal or just, like, some of those, like, heavy, heavier signs. Right. Like, you turn it on, I'm like, I cannot understand. Like, not sure. not that I don't, like, well this, the that genre. It's just it's just not for me. Like, I can't. Right. And I, I might tell you something you don't know, but you might know. You know, obviously know the band Slipknot. Mm-hmm. And how hard they are. Yeah. And they scream and they, they play hard. They actually have some good songs. But Corey Taylor, the lead singer of Slipknot, <laughs> he also has a band named Stone Sour. Have you heard of them? Mm-mm. Like, have you heard the song, the, you don't need to bother. You Like, I'll have to play it for you. Because that band is amazing. And, like, it shows a whole different side, but he also still lets out his aggression in his singing in that band, too. But I think it's just two bands with very different gimmicks and concepts. Yeah, yeah. And it's awesome to see how well-rounded, because when he sings, holy cow, he can sing. And he's great at it. But that just shows, like, kind of the difference. Because I had this discussion with a coworker the other day, and he's like, Oh, so you don't really like Slipknot that much? And I was like, it's not that I don't like them; they're they're just not my style yeah. very much. Yeah. But I love Corey Taylor. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, <laughs> freaking Stone Sour is amazing. I love their music, and he's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I'm open to almost anything. Like, yeah, you know what yeah. type of music I love? Just love it. I love symphony and orchestra music. Yeah. I have seen some awesome, awesome shows. I've been very lucky. I saw the Zelda concert. Yeah, I remember that one. Incredible. Chub dart. I would have paid like $400 to go to that. (laughs) I think I paid like $120 a ticket or something. Yeah. And I had like 10th row. And they played music from every game. And... It was when Breath of the Wild was just fresh, the new one, yeah, the yeah, first yeah. one. It was so awesome. Like I love that type of music. It's very relaxing. 
It's very calm. It's beautiful. Yeah. And there's so yeah. many cool instruments being played there. Yeah, it's funny that you kind of bring the orchestra side because uh, Ice Nine Kills actually did like an orchestra version of their uh, latest album. Oh. So they have like, it's the same, it's, or just, yeah, it's the latest album, it's the whole orchestra version, and like, it's pretty good. Like, I, you hear like the main, like the main, like the main um, style or version, and then like you hear like the orchestra side, and like, it's pretty good. Awesome. I'll have to check that out, because, man, bands could really go to a new level when they put orchestra in their music. Yeah. Yeah, I, we're kind of on the same page as far as orchestra. I mean, I played in the band for years, uh, high school and stuff. See, I am jealous. Tell, tell me a little bit about your background with music, because you actually have been more of a musician than I am. I have never played like an instrument, and I really feel like I should have, because I have a, I I really like music. But it was something that wasn't ex- exposed to me when I was younger, and now it's harder to get into. Um, but I might challenge myself to learn a musical instrument this year. I might just try. But tell me your background with music a little bit and how you how you played it as a, a kid. Tell me about it. So I th- I took my. Uh give so i didn't really develop my my talent all that much i think i took that for granted uh i just didn't put in a whole lot of work outside of like band class and stuff like i could play do well and like do everything but to like really like fine tune it or like put in the extra work outside of school and what things did like you play i played a lot i a lot of xbox Build that. <laughs> no, what instruments did you play? No, yeah. I, so we'll kind of work backwards. So, oh, what? The, so there's the contra alto clarinet. Okay. It's a berry saxophone. So it's like the big saxophone and the bass clarinet um, kind of made, had a baby. That's okay. kind of that's kind of how I always told everybody. Yeah. Um I think I played that for 2 years um in high school. Played the tenor saxophone in the jazz band. That's awesome. Uh So it was mainly clarinet and then when I got to middle school it was bass bass clarinet and tenor sax for jazz band and then I kind of played both um instruments, you know throughout the rest of, you know, school years and things like that. And then I, I haven't touched uh, the saxophone in, uh, since I've graduated in, like, 10 years or so. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, so that, that's that's where I get – that's where the I took it for granted. It was, like – like, I, love, I loved my time. Like, I'm not, you know, yeah. not saying I didn't have a good time. Like, I have a lot of fond memories and friends. Like, I played in the pet band for – like football and basketball games, so like I did, I did a lot. But did like, you, were you one of those that could like, you know, when you're watching the games and you see the band members like dancing from side to side while they're playing? Like, could you do that? I I used to be able to. Yeah, Legit. we did. That's we awesome. didn't do 
too much at my high school. Uh, like I, me and my friends would do it, but it wasn't like college level. I think college level is more is like way more intense. And like I remember trying to, um, like if I was gonna go into college, uh, and like me and the band and stuff, like I. My band teacher um, was telling me that it's like you got to learn like these chords, like you have to have them memorized and be able to play them and stuff. And I was like, oh boy, like I'm a memorizer. Yeah, like <laughs> it's just like I, the funny thing was is that I could I can play the music, and I think my band teacher knew that the way that I learned and knew like the like the notes and stuff was that he would tell like show me where positions wise and i could remember like the positions and stuff but if you told me to play a certain note or like certain note i you know it was just went over my head but like if you told me like it's these positions yeah kind of like you know this kind of tone like i could do that but like you know what's crazy about that it reminds me of dave Grohl. i was reading his book or, or listening to it on audible and he has never, like, remembered or played music by notes. He just does it by sound. Okay, yeah. And somehow it works. Yeah. I... And that kind of is, like, what you're explaining to me. Yeah, least. yeah, no, I think uh, I, I, had a good, I had a good ear, um, again, with, like, my band teacher. I get, I, most of my band teachers figured out early on that... I could hear and I could memorize positions, but notes was just foreign language to me. And I sure. think that's where uh, I just never, never took the time. I never bothered to fine tune that and uh, elevate my skill because I think I had a lot of skill. Yeah. But it's just kind of a thing that I did in high school, middle school, and stuff. And then it's a good way to use your time, though. Like. I really think that, like, people need to have extracurricular activities in high school um, one way or another, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it, it's a good way to meet friends. It's a good way to express yourself, you know, and get your reputation out there. And yeah, yeah. Again, like, I had a lot I, of fun, but... I really regret not doing band or choir in school because, like... I'm not great at singing, I'll be the first to say it, <laughs> but I enjoy it. Like, yeah. it makes me feel good when I sing. Yeah. And I I don't know. I, I don't feel like you're going to be, no one's going to notice how bad you are when you're in a group of 70 people, <laughs> you know? That's what the beautiful thing about choir is. Yeah. But I don't know, I, I do have some deep regrets not pursuing musical instruments. I... Well, I, I want, I still want to learn how to play a guitar or drums. Or yeah. Drums are so hard for me, though, to grasp because, like, people all the time are like, if you can pat your head um, and rub your stomach at the same time, I just tried to do it. It didn't go so well. <laughs> then you are very good at drums. I'm not great at multitasking with lots of things going uh, at the same time. Yeah. I really have to focus on one thing. That's why I think guitar would be easier for me. Then 
you know, drum, 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 bass, bass, drum, drum, boom, 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 foot pedals. You know what I mean? Yeah. Although, I think it would be really fun. So, yeah. I just wish I would have pursued that as a kid. Now I'm way behind the game, but I still think I could learn it if I really wanted to. Yeah, well, and the thing that uh, sucks, I guess, in school is that the people that go into band or, like, choir or things like that, like, we get made fun of a lot well, and, it, it, and it's hard it's I, just I, like i bet you it's changed a lot now maybe but like you look at like well you know all these famous bands or like artists or singers like they went through choir oh, and yeah. like you're you're applauding them or like you like them but like why can't you like you know me or like anyone else doing this because like you got to start somewhere like nobody's yeah uh I can understand your thoughts and feelings towards that because, like, that's scary for someone that wants to try to develop themselves that way and it's not received well, you know? And it's like, why would I do this if people are going to give me crap for it? Yeah, yeah. and I mean, it's, it's just funny. I've always thought that was funny where it's like, well, I think... I think it was either... I can't remember who it was. I think it might have been either Eminem, MGK, or I think it was Post Malone, where they were in some sort of, like, uh, literature class or, like, um, arts class or whatever. But, like, they could, like, write poems. Yeah. And just being able to, like... uh, just come up with like rhymes and like words and stuff just almost on the fly or just like the writing was really good and like i mean i don't know like where kind of where that was going but like they were like good writers and stuff and so just like you know they had they had to develop their talent from somewhere like they just don't wake up one day or no, they practice. just decided to go out and go rapping or create music. Like, well, they practiced, and also a lot of those people had mentors. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So like, they had someone that took them under their wing and was like, "Dude, you're very talented. This is how you can get to the next level and the next level." Eminem is actually a very prolific character. We need to talk about a little bit because. <laughs> He, I, I, during high school, I may have listened to him more than any other artist at at all. He, you gotta understand, he was huge when I was, my senior year was the year that the song, the 8 Mile soundtrack came out. Oh, okay, yeah. You know, you lose yourself in the music, the yeah. moment you own it. You never not, gotta let it go. You know, you only get one <laughs> shot. Like, there you go. that song was huge. Yeah. And we all listened to it. But the Eminem show came out when I was a sophomore in high school. And that album was insanely good. Insanely good. And the storytelling on that album was like... I, oh. It's crazy to listen to it now compared to when I listened to it when I was a 15 or 16 year old kid (laughs) and be like, holy crap. Like, 
there is some crazy messages in that. And yeah, I, it when you hear it, you just are like you're you're blown away with like the storytelling, sadness for that family, and what he went through. But also like to have songs in there too that were just so catchy and so the beat was just so good. Now, were we all terrified? To get caught listening to Eminem <laughs> as kids? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I yep. have a couple friends that I know. <laughs> Their mom smashed the CD. Oh, no. Like. Oh, no, CD. Yeah. CD. Oh. oh. <laughs> Snapped in half or just chucked in the road and broken. Oh, man. But, like, I also understand the parent side of it. I, I would have been the exact same way. Well, maybe not the exact same way. Because, but, like, I, I I totally get that side of wanting to protect your kids from some of that messaging. But it's just, it's so interesting to think about that stuff now as a mid-30-year-old, you know? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I think my parents just kind of accept my music of choice and... That songs of choice because I think they they know you're gonna listen to it anyways. <laughs> they know, like so. It's just like, well, hopefully it influences him in the right ways, and you know he becomes good from it. Yeah, just on that note, I think it's just uh, you just gotta be careful uh, with kids. It's just uh. Got to be careful what they're listening to, and they're not going out and repeating that to the other kids, and right. kind of spreads on because the wildfire that can happen from there. Yeah, I. Uh, it's too bad that we don't have people still like Eminem, and and, and that's what I wanted to get to you with this is music. I feel is in a very sad state right now um you may feel differently no the kind of on Eminem my friend Dylan hate my friend Dylan just has this weird thing where he just almost hates anything new so he likes a lot of like the old stuff and like kind of hangs on to the past so to speak and like almost anything new the guy hates but then, like, you, go, you scroll through his iPod, and, like, he's got those songs that are kind of, like, the popular songs. <laughs> so, because yeah. I, I know, like, looking back, I, he probably didn't want to feel left out, like, listening to some songs or, like, he, he's just weird where he just doesn't want to give credit to, like, new stuff or, like, new music styles and, like, just kind of almost just hangs on to the... yeah. But anything Metallica, like in old, new, sideways, you know, he'll like that. But you try to introduce him to, like, I remember, like, Bullet for My Valentine was kind of like my favorite band for a, a minute. Like, he liked some of their songs, but, like, you try to, like, again, like, tr- introduce more. Just, like, I like him a lot. He's just like, you're wrong. And just, like, gave me crap for it. Yeah. <laughs> So that's funny. I mean, I don't know. Like, I think music in general, I guess it's just, 
I think today it's more whatever your style, you're going to enjoy way more than maybe if you're kind of on the outside, like look kind of on the outside and just like, oh yeah, that's a cool song or... There. For, for but me, like overall, like maybe in their albums, you're just like, man, it's not for me. But I like that song, right? For me, like when it's heavy metal, there's just not as much of it. So you, we, I'm mm. still relying on Metallica to produce great albums. I'm still relying on Foo Fighters. I'm still relying on Ghost. I'm still relying on Tool and. There, there hasn't been, like, this massive wave of, like, more talent that plays that type of style of music. Like, one year, I remember, for, like, the VMAs, the Video Music Awards, the best rock group went to, um... Who are those guys that... Oh, shoot, why can't I remember? <laughs> they, they're, like, a hip-hop band. Oh. And they won Best Rock, it was... Oh, I, I'll, it'll come to me in a minute. But I was blown away. I was like, best rock album? It was... It, yeah. it, was, it was crazy. But, like... Well, I think, too, like... At least with me, like, I... On Instagram, like, I'll go through my reels and I'll search for, you know, almost endless hours of just going through stuff. And, like, every now and then, some like, the... Instagram algorithm will come back to like some of the things that I've watched before or like liked in the past. Yeah. And like it's there's a couple couple of girls that do like their music genre is just all kind of all over the place. But like there's one girl that does like new song of the week, like like she either found or just like new songs and so like she's opening new like songs to me or just like kind of new new uh tunes i don't necessarily go out and like listen to that song like start to finish or like out like the band or whatever but like like it's new new things are coming in i just i i just stick to what i like and i what i know like i I'm not opposed to You're not, new, but okay. I just don't go out and find it my own way kind of a thing. I just kind of stay in my circle or my lane. It makes if sense. If things come in, like, I'll listen to it, but... See, and so, like, me and my friends, we were a little bit different in high school with... Ha- we used to have a blast trying to find these new bands from the depths, you know? That, like, people... Like, not a lot of people know about. So, like, that was, like, one of our favorite things in high school is we would walk, we, my friend would, like, my friend, I, I, I don't even, yeah, he just always was able to come up with these bands. I'm like, where, <laughs> where are you finding it? Because, like, in 2002 and three, when I was in high school, it's not like internet was crazy you know like it was like well it was a thing right but like itunes or like yeah things just didn't exist so he he was always just like dude 
listen to this, listen to this, listen to this. And he's a huge reason why I listen to so much that I do. Um, Because we would try to find these bands, and I just wrote a rant, like, thinking about it, I just wrote, like, all these random ones. Listen to these band names, (laughs) like, Stereofuse, Seven Channels, Pulse Pulse Ultra, Twelve Stones, Our Lady Peace, uh, Hoobastank, yeah. <laughs> Weezer. Like a lot of people know Weezer, obviously. But my point is, we loved being able to be like, "Hey, listen to these bands," because what was awesome is he would find these bands and say, "These guys are going to be big," and then all of a sudden, like a year later, they're opening for like. A bigger band like Chevelle, or they're opening for like Disturbed or something like that, and I'm like, "Holy crap!" Like, we we knew about these guys a lot well, earlier, lo- earlier than a lot yeah. of people did. Yeah. So that was awesome. That was really fun for us. He would always end up with like these CDs. He's like, "My mom's so pissed I have all these." <laughs> like, you know, because he would get his his little bit of money, and then all of a sudden he's got CDs showing up for this house <laughs> from like eBay or something. Yeah. So. I don't know. Researching and finding new music's always been a thing, but I was going to play this for you. You Maybe you'll know this band. This is... Okay. This is what is winning rock albums right now, and it's sad. One second. <laughs> 21 Pilots. Have you ever heard this song? Yeah, yeah. This won Best Rock Album, like, six, seven years ago. And that's why I say music is sad right now. Well, it's it's a part, It's either it's a popularity contest or it's they have an agenda. And that's where it sucks is because, like, uh, th- this, this reminds me of, uh, so back in, like, 2017... MGK and Eminem were beefing. They they did both did a diss track on each other, and uh, and and in MGK's song, he mentions that Eminem won a Grammy and things like that. And he's like, "Damn, like why can't anybody else get food in their mouth?" And I think that's where part of the problem is is that the popularity or like the agenda is winning out over like your talent the talent like the real real talent that people love more than um you know the the one song that pops and they just almost give it to them like or they feel sorry for so and so and so they have to give it to them and it's just sad like the lifetime achievement awards Mm. like remember when kobe got like he was like 35 or 36 and everyone knew it was like his last couple years and the Lakers still paid him like 55 million for two years. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of people are like, it's kind of like that way in music too. I don't follow the Grammys or any awards like that. Neither do I. I. I don't have the time. But, I don't know. I, I used to love, love researching you know smaller bands and then watching them get big was really cool yeah yeah i mean i've i've 
been following uh like I've been a diehard Black Veil Brides fan since two thousand and nine and like they've like grown in popularity. Like they're pretty big, uh kind of like in the scene world or like um that kind of side of music. But I think they they kind of fallen off and like there's a lot of hate or like oh they fallen off and things like that but like i mean the thing with me too with music it's that uh you either i pretty much either stick with the band until i've gotten sick or tired of them or like i don't like i necessarily don't leave bands necessarily or like you don't quit bands yeah yeah like, I, I kind of stick through them with thick and thin. Like, I don't think, you know, there's too many, like, objectively, there's, you know, there's going to be some hits and there's going to be some, you know, misses. But, like, in the end of the day, it's just, I think it's just good music. Right. So, like, you know, your opinion can be different. Not, not, not necessarily yours, but, like, other people's opinions can be different the end of the day it's just music to me like i i'm gonna like it or if i don't like there's really no like kind of gray area to me yeah. anyway how about uh how about this like comeback the uh the texas rangers have helped creed make this comeback <laughs> so it was kind of funny like creed was actually pretty popular when i was in high school i went actually went to a show well they did a pretty good uh halftime football oh yeah a lot of people <laughs> like making fun of that um but tex if you don't know the texas rangers have gone to the world series and they're winning the series two games to one right now and they accredit it to playing creed in the locker room because that i guess they were struggling and then someone put that on and blasted it after a win and the song higher has been going for like two months now. And I just read today that Creed's actually having a reunion tour. <laughs> like, the Texas Rangers might have brought Creed back from the dead. There you go. <laughs> so I, it really cracked me up. Yeah. Because they actually do have some good songs. People hate on them. People hate Nickelback. Whatever, you know? Like... I it think, is what it is. Yeah. But... I, I don't know. I, I get a kick out of that because... It's just funny, the, the silliest events can bring something back to relevancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know, uh, what, what would you say about music, just like, what, what do you like most about it? I know this, that's an odd question, but like, do you like the way it makes you feel? Do you like the way it inspires you? Like, what, I think there's... Music has a way of connecting with the soul or yeah, connecting yeah. with a group of people. or Yeah, no, I think grow, growing, I guess, kind of in my teen, teenage years, you know, the old, like, going through breakups or, like, kind of being outcasts or something like that. Yeah. Um, we all kind of have those stages growing up. <laughs> but... Some like some of the bands that I still listen to, like back then, like they helped me get through some of those times, or like just some of the songs, like 
like never giving up, like kind of staying true to yourself and just like, you know, uh, like no, no one's going to care, you know, 10 or, you know, 10 years after you get out of high school and stuff, like no one's going to care necessarily like, you know, who was popular or, you know, who was like the famous quote unquote person in the, in the school, like, uh, and so you just got to make, sh- like, you just got to realize that that time isn't going to necessarily carry on, you know, to adulthood and stuff. And so just, like, uplifting song, uplifting songs, messages, or just, like, things like that helped me get through that time. But, like, still today, like, even there'll be songs that just, like, you know, hit you, hit you, hit you in the feels. Yeah. Then you just either get like emo- emotional or just like that song helped me through the day or just um just kind of things like that and uh yeah yeah no I just kind of like that that's what I resonate with yeah. it's like if if a band or a song can like get get to my core I'll listen to that song download it whatever. And then if that band overall has, like, that same kind of feeling or, like, those things resonate with me. Like, I'll I'll be a fan and I'll, like, kind of yeah. jump on that bandwagon or, you know, and ride it along in the sunset. <laughs> no, that makes sense. Uh, I was going to say, for me, like, I don't think there's one specific thing about music that I just am like, this is why I love music. But... It, so many songs remind me of so many good times in my life. And I can hear one and be like, oh yeah. Like, this reminds me of this moment. Yeah. And this reminds me of this moment. But, um, I also just love it because it can fuel you. Like, I'm not great at working out. I mean, I go in spurts. But there's songs that I can turn on and no matter how awful my body feels or how painful it is i can keep going i always tell people my best way to keep running or jogging is you turn on a tool song (laughs) and you run because if you go through the end of it you've made it 10 minutes (laughs) tools trademark is their they pride themselves on their long songs yeah because they tell this amazing instrumental story yeah but I don't know. Some songs just help you work out better. Some songs help you get fired up for your day or for a good time you're going to have. Some songs help you help your heart, you know? Yeah, and yeah. It, it, they help you... Um, they help you get recover the day, from yeah. the hard things that yeah. people go through. Yeah. And it's just very therapeutic. It's almost like medication without taking a shot. Th- yeah, that or in, in a lot of ways, free free uh, therapy. <laughs> exactly, like uh, it. It that, that's a great way. To, I mean, like you said, therapy, and I said medication. It it helps repair or helps recover whatever's going on inside. Yeah. You know? yeah. So I don't know. Music is such a great gift, and people just. 
I, I hope everyone really, really takes advantage of it because it, it can be helpful. Yeah, yeah, no, there's a lot of good ways, a lot of a lot of great bands, uh, so, songs in general. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a ton of ways, you know, it, it can help you if you're playing instruments, you know, it helps you. Like have a skill, uh, and it gives you a sense of accomplishment. Yeah, too, yeah. For anyone that is a performer, you know, and yeah, great music is different to every person. One yeah. person that thinks something's horrible, another person loves it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've never gone out. I've never like really. I mean, I guess as a kid, you know, I kind of didn't like people that listen to you know country i wasn't like that wasn't my thing but like as as a kid you know i you know i didn't like that but now it's just like eh. like there's some good songs like it's just it's not my cup of tea you know i'm not gonna not hate you or yeah not like you because you like country but like there's actually yeah (laughs) there's so many good country songs that are just fun um I don't know. I think that's kind of a good way to wrap up this episode. Yeah, kind yeah. Kind of hitting on why it's special to us. Um, I'm really excited for part two. Yeah, part part two is going to be the fun one where we go um, a little bit more in depth. We've brought up some of our bands or some of our, um, yeah, bands just the bands that we like. Uh, so I'm excited to see like what your top five to eight you know we'll discuss the number later yeah um favorite bands you know how you may have discovered them like the first first song you heard oh, like yeah. favorite song yeah i mean i kind of made like this whole like it took me about an hour to go through some things for myself like preparation and stuff but like i mean we don't really have to go crazy in depth i went in depth just because you know just in case but i'm excited and then you know the two the the two shows that we come up with are going to be fun to well and talk about and, and hopefully uh we can get another uh appearance from Bean. yeah yeah that would be uh be a fun one cause, i think he's looking forward to it yeah so i don't know thanks for your uh sitting down and Talking uh, music with me, it's a good warm-up, and uh, let's uh, put on uh, another good uh, show for the people next week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, part two, check out... Uh, when when we publish part two, uh, we'll see you in part two. Yeah, have a good night.